Cheers! Kampai! Salute! Gambe! Skol! Prost! Hello, and welcome to the Drunken Storytellers podcast, where I tell folk tales and folklore from around the globe. So sit back, grab yourself a drink, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 14, where I'm actually going to tell you a real folktale again for once. Not done that for a while. Um, well, I suppose last week's was, not last week's, last episode's Unlucky Days was a bit of a tale. Kind of, what have I done? I've delved into all sorts of weirdness over the last couple of episodes. So anyway, to coincide with where this tale is set, and this, you, if, you've, if you've seen the title, you probably know where it's set, or you probably know the tale or have heard of it. It's, uh, it's, it's Scotland. It's the Ballad of Tamlin. Um, so it's a, one of the border, uh, what do you call them? Uh, border ballads. So, um, there was a beer I was looking for to, to go along with this, but uh, the supermarket didn't have it. So, I've um, unfortunately been denigrated down to a brew dog, which is a Scottish beer. It was formed in 2007 in the town of Elon. Elon? E double L O N. I'm not quite sure how you say that. But yeah, so that's why I'm drinking brew dog. Uh, the name, can I remember the name of the actual beer that I was going to drink or not? Probably not knowing me. Uh, let me see. Or oh, let's see if I can actually pronounce it uh, as well. Here it is. It's by Williams Bros. So William Brothers. It's a heather ale and it's called Frauk. F-R-A-O-C-H. I wanted some of that. It's really nice. I've had it a few times. But Tesco's didn't have any. So <laughs> I could have gone to another shop, but I'm running really late today. This is recording about an hour after when I usually would. And I'm not drunk yet. Yet, he says. So yeah, we're off to that mythical land, or the mythical borderland between Scotland and England, to hear a tale of magic myth, elves and fairy folk, and finally meet some members of the Seely Court. Uh, so yeah, for today's episode, I'm, as I say, I'm telling you the tale of the Ballad of Tamlin, or Tamlane, and the version I'm going to attempt to read, and yes, I am reading it, is one of the most common and well-known versions of the story. And it's often called uh, the Child 39A version and is taken from the English and Scottish popular ballads by Francis James Child, published in somewhere between 82, 1882 and 1898. I couldn't find the exact date. And this is written in the Scottish dialect, not Gaelic, but the, the Scottish dialect of English. And after a, a quick poll of people on the internets, on the interwebs, you all decided that I should attempt to do this. And so uh, I blame you lot. It's got nothing to do with me. Yes, I'm looking at you, Siobhan. Yes, you from the Myths, Legends and Lore podcast who told me to give this a go. And a few other people out there as well. So it's all your fault. Um, so... <laughs> This is this is this could go well. It could go horrendously badly. I might need to drink a bit more before I actually even attempt this. But yeah, so I'm going to read it uh, as is as is from this this book, um, and then I'm going to um, kind of reiterate the story and kind of retell the story very very quickly so you can kind of get a better idea of what's going on rather than my drunk attempt at Scottish. So, but and you can also find it and all the thousands of different variations of this story all over the interwebs with different translations. So if you do fancy digging it up, uh, you can follow along and there are sites where you can read along with this and it'll have translations of the Scottish words next to it. There's like an entire website where there's like hundreds of versions of this. I can't remember the name of it, but it's also all public domain stuff, which is really nice of them. 
So sit back, grab your drink, and be prepared to be spirited away to the far distance past. When elves wandered the woods and stole away knights, and women were forbidden from having any fun whatsoever. Oh, I forbid you, maidens all, that wear gold on your hair to come a gay by Carther Hay, for Tamlin is there. There's nane that gaze by Carther Hay, but they leave him a wad, either their rings or green mantles, or else their maiden head. Janet has kilted her green kirtle, a little aboon her knee, and she has broided her yellow hair, a little aboon her bree, and she was away to Carter Hay as fast as she can hay. When she came to Carter Hay, Tamlin was at the well, and there she found his steed standing, but away was himself. She had now put a double rose, a rose only tway, till upon startled young Tamlin, says lady, Thou's pushed nay me. Why? Push thou rose now. Can I do a sky? No, I'm not doing that's a fucking Cornish accent. She had neighbourhood a double rose, and rose but only tway, till upon then started young Tamlin, says, Lady, thou's pune me, why push thou the rose, Janet? And why breaks thou wand? Or why comes thou to Carter Hay without and my command? Carter Hay, it is my own, my daddy gave it to me. I'll come and gang by Carter Hay, and ask they leave at thee. Janet has kilted her green kirtle, a little aboon her knee. She has broided her yellow hair, a little aboon her bree. And she is to her father's ha, at fast as she can hie. Four and twenty ladies fair were playing at the bar. And out then came the fair Janet, the flower among the ma. Four and twenty ladies fair were playing at the chess. And out then came the fair Janet, a green as wonny glass. And alas, out then spake an old grey knight, lay o'er the castle war, and says, alas, fair Janet, for thee, but will be blamed ah. Hold your tongue, ye old fact knight. Some ill death may ye die. Father my bairn on whom I will, or father none on thee. Out this back her father dear, and he spack meek and mild. And alas, sweet Janet, he says, I think thou gayest with child. If that I gay with child, father, my sound mound bear the blame. There's near a loud about your ha shall get the bairn's name. If my love were an earthly knight, as he's an elf and grey, I wouldna give my ain true love for nay lord that ye hay. The steed that my true love rides on is lighter than the wind. With Scylla here shod before, with burning gold behind. Janet has kilted her green kirtle a little upon her knee. She has broided her yellow hair a little upon her bree. And she's away to Carter Hay as fast as she can hee. When she came to Carter Hay, Tamlin was at the well. And there she found his steed standing, but away was himself. She had na put a double rose, a rose but only tway. Till up then started young Tamlin, says... Lady, thou pushed... Nah, fuck's sake. Props to all you professional storytellers who do this shit for a living, because this is really fucking hard. She had now put a double rose, a rose but only tway, till up then started young Tamlin. Says, loudy, loudy? Says, lady, thou pals now may. Why push thou the rose, Janet, among the groves so green, and are to kill the bonny babe that we got us between? Now tell me, tell me, Tamlin, she says, for sakes that died on tree, if e'er you was in holy chapel, or christendom did see. 
Roxburgh was my grandfather, took me with him to bide, and ants it fell upon a day that we did meet betide. And ants it fell upon a day, a cold day in snell. When we were free and the hunting come, the fray my horse I fell, the queen of fairy she caught me in yon green hill do dwell. And pleasant is the fairy land, but an eerie tale to tell. I, at the end of seven years, we pay Etienne to hell. I am say fair and foo of flesh, I feared it be myself. But the night is Halloween, lady, the morn is Hallowday. Then win me, win me, and ye will, for weel I wot ye may. Just at the murk and midnight hour the fairy folk will ride, and they that wad their true love win, at Miles Cross they mound bide. But how shall I thee ken, Tamlin, or how my true love know, a man say money, unco nights? Unco? Japanese for poo. Sorry, <laughs> distraction on that one. I'm actually going to leave that one in, because I think that's funny. A man say money, unco nights. Like I never saw. O first let pass the black lady, and sin let pass the brown, but quickly run to the milk white steed, put ye his rider down. For I ride on the milk white steed, and I nearest the town, because I was an earthly knight, they give me that renown. My right hand will be gloved, lady, my left hand will be bare. Cocked up shall my bonnet be, and camed down shall my hair. And thy's the takens I gie thee. Nay, doubt I will be there. They'll turn me in your arms, lady, into an esk and adder. But hold me fast and fear me not, I am your bairn's father. They'll turn me to a bear, say grim, and then a lion bold. And hold me fast and fear me not, and ye shall love your child. Again they'll turn me in your arms to a red-head gand of airn. But hold me fast and fear me not, I'll do ye knee harm. And last they'll turn me in your arms into a burning gleed, then throw me into well water, oh, throw me in with speed. And then I'll be your ain true love, I'll turn a naked knight. Then cover me with your green mantle, and hide me out of sight. Gloomy, gloomy was the night, and eerie was the way. As fair Jenny in her green mantle, to Mars Cross she did gay. At the murk and midnight hour she heard the bridles sing. She was as glad as that, as any earthly thing. First she let the black pass by, and sin she let the brown. But quickly she ran to the milk-white steed and pulled the raider down. Say will she minded what he did say, and young Tamlin did win. Sin covered him with her green mantle, and blithe as a bird in spring. Out then spake the queen of fairies, out of bush of broom. Them that has gotten young Tamlin has gotten a slaty groom. Out then spake the queen of fairies, and an angry woman she was. Shame betide her ill-fared face, and an ill-death may she die, for she's ta'en away the bonniest knight in all my company. But had I kenned Tamlin, she said, what now this night I see, I would have ta'en out the twa greenine, and put in twa een a tree. Well, that was a bugger to record. Obviously, I'm going to edit, I'll have edited all this down by the time you get to this point, but yeah, I, there's a, there was a fair few mistakes in that. Um, it took me probably twice as long to read it as it's probably going to be edited down and I'm yeah I didn't do a Scottish accent because I can't I ain't doing any accents I, that was fun I enjoyed doing that I might do some more of those <laughs> I'll actually probably prep reading them read them for you a few times out loud before I actually just go straight into recording it and buggering it up a million times also yeah Unko Nights Unko Unko is the Japanese word for poop
so I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> Random aside. So yeah, uh, what is that actually all about? Um, it's elves and fairies and knights and a magically pregnant lady. So basically, a girl goes to pick flowers in a forbidden wood, uh, Carthay, Hay, where she meets some dude who's like, yeah, this is my wood. Get the fuck out. Or give me, give me a gift or get the fuck out. She she goes, well, no, actually, it's it's my wood. My dad gave it to me, so uh, fuck you. I'm leaving. And she leaves. Not giving him anything that we're aware of. However, it did state that uh, Tamlin could take the maidenhood of whoever was there. So, yeah. She goes back and knights begin to ask for a hand in marriage. Then she turns around and goes, yeah, no, none of you are having it because I'm in love with somebody else because uh, he's the father of my child and he's an elf and he lives in the woods. Uh, Daddy is like, what? And so she um, buggers off back into the woods uh, and uh, goes to meet Tamlin. She doesn't actually, like in the actual, uh, this version of the tale, there's actually no mention that they, they got up to the business, shall we say, in the woods, but she just is magically pregnant. But yes... Uh, after the shocking reveal that she's carrying an elvish child, she runs off into the wood again to find Tamlin, uh, where he reveal, reveals himself to her, but kind of kind of tells her the story of where the where he's from, and apparently, nah, he ain't no elf. He's just some creepy, uh, creepy human dude who just goes around sleeping with people in the woods. And that he was actually captured by the Queen of the Fairies, who, who wants to keep him in the land of the fairies. So fairies here being seelies. Sometimes they're elves, sometimes they're fairies, it depends on the version. And he keep, she wants to keep him at her side for seven long years. Uh, and this is a number that is quite regularly connected to the next bit of the story, I suppose. So yeah, he, he, he lives with the, the fairies and with lots of joyous things. But he also reveals that he's uh, about to be fairy-tithed to hell uh, and that she can save him. So at the end of the seven years, he's going to be basically thrown into hell. And yeah, seven is a is a number that is quite regularly seven years. You make a deal with the devil, you got seven years, and then he comes back and takes your soul. So it's one of those things. Also, kind of uh, you do see it sometimes with with other fairy stories as well. But anyway, uh, she's told to watch the procession on Halloween and grab him from his milk white horse after the other horses have gone past, drag him away and hold him as tight as she can as he changes into all manner of weird shit. Turns into an adder, a bear, a lion, and uh, the last one, it's a, basically a hot stone that he turns into. She then has to throw into a well. Once he's finished transforming, once she's been thrown into a well and the hot stone has been called down, he comes back naked. He's a naked man. And um, he's uh, he's then got to be covered in her green mantle and hid out of sight. But yeah, so she does all this, and then the, uh, the queen of fairy comes back all pissed off. Mighty pissed off uh, that... She's just had um, her knight and sacrifice stolen, stolen from her. So I'm guessing she's now got to go out and find another sacrifice to hell because uh, some stupid girl just ruined a perfectly good sacrifice. And where is she going to find another perfectly good sacrifice at this time? It's such short notice. They don't just come around and stumble into the woods these days, you know. So, yeah, you know, some people, they're just a bit, wow, a bit rude. And so, yeah, that's kind of this version of the story. As I say, there are there are many Many, 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 many versions of Tamlin. Tamlane. He appears in short form, long form, prose, poems, ballads, songs, like Fairport Convention have sung about him and things like that. And he appears in quite a lot of uh, popular media as well. So 
it's like one of the most famous elvish border ballads um it's kind of it was the tale that kind of really got me into folklore in a way right i'm going to what am i going to do now i'm gonna i've got loads of notes here about comparisons between all the different versions of it and i'm also noticing this is gonna be a very short episode so you're lucky i'm not burning your lug holes with random drunk mumblings for too long this time next time will be a long episode though me lots of plans for that one Ooh, spooky so yeah as you'd expect uh, there are many differences between the versions and kind of how people react to all sorts of different things within it so as we've already kind of noticed there's, there's different ways of spelling the name so i'm calling it tamlin here there's tamlane um which is another popular one let me let me get all a list of all the other names of tamlin up yeah so you've got tamlin uh tomlane tomlin young young tambling tamaline tamlane laird of roxburgh laird of Fowlis, earl of forbes earl of murray so yeah, <laughs> there's a gazillion different versions with a gazillion different names. Some of them have Janet as a prim and proper and a bit ladylike. And some have a more kind of willful and defiant, challenging Tamlin. A little like we had heard in this version where she tells Tamlin that it's her father's wood. Uh, she'll come and go as she pleases. Uh, some have her prim herself up uh, to purposefully go looking for Tamlin. Uh, for a bit of an elvish hookup in the woods, you know. Kind of like a bit of a nod, nod, wink, wink. I'm a strong woman, I can go out and do what I like. Uh, but as with all fairy tales and folklore, women, <laughs> they're not exactly treated uh, well. And the hookup is sometimes definitely, definitely non-consensual. There are a few versions where it's basically rape, uh, which is all a bit awkward. And I've chosen this version, one, because it's a popular one, and two, because it doesn't really deal with that side of it. Um, but yeah, there's both. there's all sides of kind of what happens in the woods. But more often than not, as I say, like in this version, you don't really hear what happens. She just comes back pregnant, magically pregnant. So I'm guessing it's because it's for the kids' versions. So parents don't want to have that conversation of where a baby comes from too early. She's like, you go into the woods, you meet a random dude, you're coming back pregnant. That's how it happens. Yes. If you go out to the woods today, you'll have a very big surprise. It's not teddy bears having a picnic. <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry to ruin uh, songs as well there for you. Anyway, this podcast is not child-friendly. As you would expect, there's also a difference in kind of pe- the way people react to her being pregnant. Because people are arseholes, basically. So there's uh, shock and disappointment to anger and shame. Uh, but sometimes there's also like, we're so disappointed in you, but we also kind of expected it from you because, you know, you're... So there's kind of that side of it as well. So again, it's that kind of, yeah, uh, women are not treated right. But Janet is also quite defiant in a few of these versions as well. So she stands up for herself and the right to bear her child with pride and go, look, I am pregnant and I wanted this and this is my child and I don't care what you lot think, so fuck off. Some of the darker versions do give suggestions that there are other alternatives to being married ASAP. Uh, One of them actually comes from her mother. Uh, and her mother suggested she goes to pick up some special herbs that will scathe thy babe from thee. Basically forcing a miscarriage. Uh, so yeah, even women are mean to women in folk tales. There's a few there's a few versions where that kind of happens and then she does actually go out and kind of get rid of the babe and it's all kind of a bit of a side point. It's basically a way to get her back into the woods to go and meet Tamlin again and for her to save Tamlin. 
This all sounds like I know what I'm talking about. It's quite amazing. <laughs> in the different versions, uh, they talk about the transformation in different ways. Uh, but basically, he just needs to hang on to Tamlin for all she can as he goes through various different changes. The differences usually arise, not so much in what he changes into or the fact that she has to hang on to him. It's kind of in the way that she prepares herself for the the, the, the kidnapping recapture hug. Uh, as I kind of like to call it. She's kidnapping, capturing, and hugging him. Uh, hugging him back to humanity, I suppose. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so in some examples, uh, she she brings an instrument to the air, to the, to the area, kind of in prep, for kind of like battle. Or she casts around in a circle in a kind of magical ceremony, preparing the ground for the battle to come. Things like that. So it's all kind of there's a little bit of weirdness with battling and stuff going on there. Right, next next on, yeah, we're coming up to kind of the end of the the the, the ballad, the poem. So in the version that I read, the last few lines are spoken by the queen. That's not always the case, but in most of the versions, the queen, the the fairy queen, has to get the last word in because she's bitter and she's annoyed. In in the version that I've read, there are there's various translations as to what she says um, and what is meant here. Uh, so in this version, there are kind of two two things that people think it means. One is a bit better meaning than the other. So the first first one that some people sometimes read and is generally seen as not exactly true is, I would have looked into your eyes and put you into a tree. So this is this is kind of harking back to fairy punishments and their connection with fairies and dryads and basically you piss them off, they're going to throw you into a tree and turn you into a tree. However, other versions and other translations of this kind of have it more along this line. It's like, I would have taken out your green eyes and put in wooden eyes. Which still is not a nice threat. But I suppose it's better than being turned into a tree. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the subject now of uh, Janet and Tamlin and who they actually are. Well, as I say, Tamlin has a crap ton of names. Um, so they each version has a different heritage one has Janet as the daughter of a great king um, but basically what you can see is here in the different versions the overall tale is the same the overall meaning of the tale is the same but it has little bits of there are little tweaks here and there between it so it's, it's still quite a nice tale um, it's kind of where I first started to hear about the fairy folk the seely courts and uh, elves and things and kind of the magic of the woods and shit that goes on in there so I quite like it um, as I say it's a bit of a short episode tonight or this evening or whenever it is you're listening to it a lot of my episodes have kind of been starting to shrink down in, in, in size um, as life is starting to get a little bit hectic for me at the moment which is why I've also gone to that bi-weekly release schedule uh, I do say that next episode I will be doing a probably a much longer episode than this um i'm aiming for around the hour mark i'm hoping and i shall be looking at some deep dark and disturbing stories from the darkest city and that of old london town so be prepared to be spooked so yeah i've kind of got this idea now in my head of kind of a way of organizing certain certain stories um every i want to say fifth but not every fifth Every 10th episode, so every like 10, 20, 30, 40, I'm going to do The Mabby, my favourite book. As you've, if you've heard any of the others, as you know, 
the Mabby's my favourite book. So on episode 20, I'll be doing uh, the second book of the Mabby. And then on every fifth, so like 5, 15, 25, so on, I'm going to look at a city. This may or may not, this this is what I'm planning at the moment, so it may or may not change. Um, but yeah, the next episode is going to be on Ard London Tan. I ain't going to do no London accent. Like, I didn't do no Scottish accent here because I'm shit at accents. And I don't want to offend too many people. Um, and I've got, I've got, I've got loads of, loads of ideas, um, for, to fill in between 15 and 20. I only need, what, 15, so I need 16, 17, 18, 19. I need four episodes worth of stuff. Uh, I've got some things, uh, most of them are, I'm getting many suggestions of doing weird dark shit. So one of them is, one of them will be on a sleep paralysis and the, the folklore and mythology behind cultures and how they deal with sleep paralysis and sleep demons. Might do some spiders looked up a load of spider stuff and kind of freaked myself out because I fucking hate spiders. And then I like do you, you start searching up spiders, spider stories and you can just see pictures of spiders and I had to put my phone down and I couldn't touch my phone. It was horrible. Anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling on about shit again because that's what I do. So that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it now. That's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It was, as I say, a short one. Nice story. Bit of a Bit of a mumble at the end. Please do go like and subscribe and follow me on Spotify and Apple and all that kind of crap that I usually spout at the end of these. Give me ratings, leave comments and crap like that. Um, you can find me over on the social medias where I'm really not very good at doing stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at thedrunkenstore1 because Twitter has character limits. So that's T-H-E-D-R-U-N-K-E-N-S-T-O-R and the number one. I'm on Facebook as The Drunken Storyteller, where I post even less than I do on Twitter. So, I'm not quite sure why I have that, but anyway. Um, you can also email me at thedrunkenstorytelleruk at gmail.com, where you can send me suggestions and topics and stories and things to cover. I'm also going to be on Twitch soon. Um, I do have a Twitch account, and there I did stream some stuff at the very beginning of making this podcast. And I do have YouTube as well, which will come alive again once I start streaming stuff. The streaming stuff is going to be more of my RPG related stuff. So um, I'm starting on the, I want to say the 16th, it might be the 15th, it's the 15th of May at 7pm UK time, 7pm BST, I will be streaming the first of a two-shot story of things from the flood, which is a kind of post-apocalyptic dystopian thing set in the 90s um, I'm setting it in the UK near a, a town called Derwent Valley not town near an area called Derwent Valley the the village is called Hope Valley or Hope really nice little area just outside Sheffield where there is some actually really cool um, folklore I may or may not bring that in there uh, but Derwent Reservoir does have a sunken village in it so that might make an appearance uh, but I don't know why I'm rambling on about that one of the one of my good one of my friends that I have in the RPG community actually, who's a massive fairy um, folklore fan, uh, Tom uh, is going to be part of that. He's an absolutely fantastic storyteller as well. Does a lot of really cool stuff. Um, go follow him on Twitter. Um, and some other really cool people are going to be involved in that game as well. But anyway, uh, talking about RPGs, you can also follow find me over at Darker Days Radio, where we talk about horror themed RPGs like The World and Chronicles of Darkness. And do some uh, Warhammer stuff as well. 
we are still doing our enemy within campaign. We have one more session of that. Um, I've got to try and fit everything into one more session. And then we'll be taking a summer break of that over on Gehenna Gaming. Um, and the last thing I want to say is I am running the London Marathon because I'm an idiot. Uh, a fat 39-year-old running the London Marathon to raise money for a charity called No Man Is An Island who are all about HPV awareness and they're trying to promote HPV awareness and uh, put an end to 5% of cancers worldwide. So I will leave a donation link, a just giving link below. I have to raise £2,500 for them. It is a great cause um, and I will do it. My aim is to run it in around four hours, which is a bit of a feat. I can, I, I've managed to do a half marathon in two hours before, um, and I have ju I did injure myself a couple of weeks ago, so I'm back on the men, and I'm hoping to be able to uh, do it in around four hours. We shall see on that one. The drink has not run dry because I'm going to drink and try and edit this, which is why it usually goes wrong and why most of my editing seems a bit shit, because I'm usually pissed when I do it. Um, so I've got nothing else to say, otherwise I will just keep rambling and talking shit down the microphone. I seem to have got a lot of the, the, the microphone issues sorted, which seems to be quite nice. But anyway, uh, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm side tangents. Way! I shall, uh, I shall finish this here, and I just want to say thank you. And goodbye, my friends.